there, everyone, and thank you for joining us again. We are Stranger Than. I'm Joanna. And I'm Nate, and today we'll be talking about the Hotel Cecil. And I don't usually talk like that, but this is our first new introduction, so... Yeah, fancy new introduction. <laughs> so the Hotel Cecil, or the Cecil Hotel, uh, the Stay on Main, as it's known, the Cecil, another name. Also, the uh, Stain on Main is like the nickname for it. Ooh, such a good nickname. As well as just Murder Hotel. It's a, a nice, nice place. It's in uh, Los Angeles. 640 South Main Street, Los Angeles. It was, uh, it's a fairly old hotel. Yeah, I think they started building in like 24 and it like officially opened in 1927, I believe. Yep, it was opened with 700 guest rooms. It was built in the Art Deco style, which is sort of like geometric shapes, uh, repeating patterns, like real bold colors. Uh, it's like the... It's a bit gothic, I would say. It's like the cover to the movie of Metropolis. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen Metropolis. It's a weird old movie. It's a good movie, but it's sort of like that uh, cover. So you can Google Metropolis movie color cover, and that kind of shows what this Art Deco style is. Originally built for travelers and tourists. Wait, are they doing like a new Metropolis? Because that really sounds familiar. I think there's an anime, and then there's the original old movie. Hmm. Or maybe... I don't know. We know nothing. I know nothing it's it's one or the other. I think it's I think it's both an anime and also an old movie. Okay. But as far as I know, there's nothing new coming out about it. Hmm. Maybe. It just sounded really familiar. It sounded like it sounds like where Superman would live. Well, he... it is where Superman lives. What? <laughs> he lives in Metropolis. He lives in Metropolis. Yeah, but not not this Metropolis. Metropolis. Okay, so it's. All right. Well, maybe that's where it's coming from because I'm like that. Just seems like the name of some like made up city for a show or a movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like it is. yeah, I live in Metropolis. It's like because I thought Metropolis was a way to describe a city. That too. So, it was just some generic movie name, and I was right about that. I was thinking Gotham City for a second, but that's fucking that's, Batman. Yeah, that's called Gotham City, not Metropolis. <laughs> I know that. I'm just saying, you know, that for a second I thought that was where Superman oh, right. no, lived, no. was Gotham City. But it's like, no, that's fucking Batman. Okay, so Metropolis, uh, Metropolis issue movie aside color. now. Okay, we've <laughs> resolved that. Uh, so this this was it was built by William Banks Hanner, which is some hotelier from the 1920s. It was, again, it's supposed to be for business travelers and travelers and tourists. Uh, then a few, you know, opened in 1927. Two years later, it was the Great Depression happened. Stock market crashes. Everything goes to shit. And this whole Main Street area becomes an area called Skid Row. This is a place where people who have nothing to do gather and live. Home homeless population of the area was up to 10,000. And by the 1950s, it had a reputation as a place to stay for transients. So if you're just rolling around it became like a no-tell motel kind of pretty cheap, much yeah know, charge it was wasn't it like it had resident rates like not just like a nightly rate but you could like stay there for like weeks or yes there's both and both were cheap as whatever. fuck too very cheap so the great depression hits and area becomes real becomes real seedy this is when the first sort of 
wacky thing happens uh, at the hotel. Now, it is a hotel, so, you know, there's tons of people staying there. So you're going to have... Shit's going to happen. You're going to have more people that are, are committing suicide and, and dying and shit in a place where a lot of people are coming through as opposed to just, like, a house or a neighborhood or whatever. So a lady, a 33-year-old lady by the name of Dorothy Robertson, attempts to take uh, commit suicide by taking prescription barbiturates. She was all sad because her husband died. And she was, uh, they found her just wandering the halls aimlessly for like three days, just all fucking whacked out and shit. I'm assuming from the barbiturates. Yeah, does kind of have that effect on you. Especially if you're trying to overdose yourself, I'm sure you're taking a shitload. Right. Now this one was sort of probably not the case, but legend had it that the Black Dahlia was staying at the at the hotel. Right, right, yeah, I'd read that it was supposedly she had a drink there and that was the last time she was seen alive before she was found fucking cut in half right cut in half uh, they yeah. had to identify her body by fingerprints oh man that is just uh, one of the most gruesome crime scene photos oh shit and it was found and by it's like, like this old and in black and white and it's just like hideous and it was found by this mother and her very young child right, just like there, oh is that know, a dummy cut baby in half? On a oh shit yeah oh, that's some shit. lady that cut is in not half. that is that's, fucking yeah. person fucking cut in half in front of you about a foot apart with that the, the fucking smile that when they cut her face yeah like a like I joker mean, but i could like, like deal with her being cut deal. in half more than that shit they did to her face i mean that was just fucked up it was fucked up however her staying at the seesaw probably false yeah, I mean, that's kind of something that maybe has just been tied to it because of the reputation. Because of its fabulous reputation. It's fabulous reputation. Well, I mean, you know, Black Dahlia n- never solved. Right. And there's been a lot of, there's been like a couple of things going on at the Cecil Hotel and uh, a couple of them unsolved to this day. Oh, yeah. So, you and know, wh- why not them... tie to Mr. two of LA's biggest you know, stories, This, you know, one of the biggest places for fucked up shit to happen, and then one of the most famous murder cases to go unsolved. Why not, why not link them together? That makes sense, you know? Sounds good. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. So, it, by 1962, the hotel is known as The Suicide. Right, we'll because they We'll get into had... all, the, all the deaths and stuff uh, in a little while. First, yeah, sort of going they the... have more than their fair share. Usually people jumping. Which seems like a scary way to go. Right. We just t- we talked about that in Voodoo. Like fuck that. Right. Uh, so the 1970s and 80s, this Skid Row area is known to be pretty dangerous. Tons of drugs, mainly crack, rampant with crime. Uh, 1975, LA adopts this policy of containment, which centralizes all the homeless services in the area. So all the food, food services, housing, employment, substance abuse, all that kind of, like all those. Uh, like social, social services. Exactly. Services. Social services are all just in that area. So they're basically keeping all the quote-unquote riffraff in Skid Row. But they're, are they trying to like keep them in check or, you know, Not just really. keep, keep them confined to one area you because Keep them confined to one area. Like, like once it hits about the 1980s, like the cops will come if they're called to that area, but they won't like patrol there. Right. Uh, the Cecil it's itself not... is a clusterfuck. 
the OD'd residents could just be laying in the hall for days before finally someone decided to call the cops to come clean up the mess. Jesus. Drug dealers just chilling in the halls, openly selling mainly crack, but I'm sure whatever else the, the fuck you wanted. Uh, just wow. no one there wanted to be that guy and call the cops. It was just... Well, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, the LAPD is not been known historically for its geniusness they're probably gonna go to that crack dealer and be like okay well you know todd from room 204 called in on you and reported that <laughs> he Ex- saw you doing that exactly it's Suddenly like todd's uh, dead. yeah i mean i would i would not put it past it to, to do something like that it was it was late you oh not, yeah no. you don't want to be a fucking narc like no 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 it's a, you do not live in that place and fucking narc. You just you just find a way to go somewhere else if you can't deal with some drug dealing and oh, I'm sure like ODing. people who were and then you're you can't so you just fucking survive. If you couldn't deal with that, you probably weren't gonna be there anyway. Since so, I mean, this is the fucking not a nice place to be. It's not like you see a family walking by. You just it's not that sort of place. So right, you're going there because things aren't going great for you or you need that kind of clusterfuck to obfuscate well, what you're doing it's kind of like people that stay at hotels these days that you know hotels with like weekly rates it's like yeah you know any hotel with a weekly rate is not gonna be some great place to probably not but it's hard to say i mean well i mean it could be a really expensive weekly rate but you know usually they're not going a hotel that is really expensive and nice is not going to advertise a weekly rate. That's probably true, yeah. Because if you're rich enough to stay there, you know, you're probably not going to stay there more than a week. But for somebody who is, like, transient and kind of living, you know, money, like, every day because they, you know, prostitute or sell drugs or something like that. Or a little bit of both. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, yeah, you can just keep paying every week. You can live week by week here because a lot of times they don't have any kind of savings. Oh, right. They're not getting, you right. Know, it's like a day by day kind of really. life, day by day on cat. So at one point, I would it think was any like place that's going to take advantage and know that that's going to be its customer is going to be like weekly rates. Right. It's almost the same as hourly rates. It's just, it's just one step up. Yeah. So this sort of clusterfuck that was occurring in the Cezal at this time was a great place for uh, Richard Ramirez to sort of hide in. So he kept a room at the Cecil. Yeah, now there's a fucking guy that, I mean, I wouldn't want to do have anything to do with anywhere that guy was. No, that guy is fucking terrifying. You see pictures of him. Jesus it's just... Christ. I mean, literally one of the scariest people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's right up there with fucking crazy-eyed Charlie Manson. I, I, Only I don't his know. eyes aren't crazy like Charlie Manson crazy. I mean, they are, like, evil. Yeah, I see. They I would, are, like... I think I'd rather be stuck with, with Manson than fuck with, yeah, I'd with rather Richard be. I mean, Ramirez. Like, because... you know, Manson seems like he could, you know, be kind of a funny guy and, you know, have some... Oh, just bring a guitar? Yeah. You play some guitar and, like, sing right? a few songs and whatever. Be like, I'm not going out and killing for you, Charlie. Don't play any Beach Boys like, songs, sorry. but... But, you know, we can have a conversation and I don't think that, you know, you're going to, like, fucking murder me. Right, but the Night Stalker, I'm not going to kill Richard for you, Ramirez, Charlie, but guy... you're not going to kill me either kind of coolness but yeah no not richard ramirez no i think he would pretty much rape the shit out of you and then kill you oh yeah like he you know he was how many people did he kill uh 
I think maybe 14, but he was, like, convicted of 13. It was late 85 to early 86 that he did all this shit, like... It was 84 to 85. It was April 1984 to August 1985. Oh, okay. So, he was convicted on 13 counts of murder, 5 accounts of attempted murder, because sometimes he just beat the shit out of somebody, you know, raped him and beat the shit out of somebody and left him for dead, and then they, you know, just happened to not die. Jesus Christ. Well, he used a twenty two caliber, you know, and a couple people, you know, you shoot right in the face and they still live because those bullets are small. Yeah. I'm yeah, nine that's... millimeter, like, all the way because it's manageable, but got definitely some has more. Power. Yeah, got some stopping power to it. Twenty two, yeah, sometimes you, you know, unless you hit it like a really good spot. Apparently the face gonna... isn't a great spot. No, it's not, but there I think there was once someone who shot got shot in the face with the twenty two and still lived. But that would probably be pretty fucked up. No, oh, I'm sure it would fucked be. Fucked up injury, I'm sure. Getting shot anywhere, I would imagine, is pretty fucked up. Yeah, definitely. But it's not the same as like a shoulder wound or something. Right, no, it's your fucking shot face. In the fucking face. Ugh. So yeah, thirteen murder, counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, eleven count and eleven counts of sexual assault. And his victims ranged from the first one was a girl who was age nine. Jesus. Yeah, to one of the these two sisters. One actually lived, and the other didn't. But they were like eighty one and eighty three. God damn. Yeah. So he was just all just across all the board. over. He just did not give a fuck. Like the men, he would all like shoot if there were guys around, and there was often kids, except for the one nine year old that he murdered. Which was like single victim. But he just murdered. But if he broke in, when he would break into houses, sometimes there would be like moms with their kids there and he would tie them up and he'd still like fucking like rape the shit out of the mom and like sometimes kill her and sometimes not. But he didn't seem to harm any of the children beyond. Well, not, maybe not physically, but. Well, no. Jesus fucking yeah, I Christ. Mean, obviously that kid's never going to be the same again. No. But, um, but he wouldn't actually like, you know hurt them physically right, or, right. or murder them too he would the most he would seem to do would be he tied them up and then continued to like kill the dad and what rape the you? mom and get all the fucking valuables and yeah and then he'd roll back to the horrible. cecil and just like dump his dirty clothes yeah. in the dumpster or his just bloody like okay clothes off the go the bloody clothes into the, the dumpster, dumpster right in the back right in the back and just walk in his underwear naked yeah because there's the time, like a back entrance i guess that he would use yeah yeah but but at the time it was like no one you see some naked dude walking around or some dude isn't like whatever this is this that's par for the course there's two others right outside so right yeah completely hit him it's just like only everybody. one of like the naked people i've seen in this day and regularly see like oh it's it's naked guy three mm-hmm. yeah naked guy number three like that guy's terrifying looking mm, fuck yeah i don't i you know i see that fucking naked guy and i just and Duck he said, and run. like, like I when just he was look down and look away. Like when he was asked if he was remorseful, he said no, and he was just laughed about shit. And he was just like, "I'm evil." Yeah, it was just with his fucking evil fucking eyes and face. Like and you're just like, yeah, you are fucking evil. I mean, you really almost feel like the devil does exist. Like, I mean, like he really is almost other earthly evil. Except he's dead now, isn't he? He is dead. Did he and die he... of like a disease? He died yep. of uh, type B lymphoma. Yeah. He was on death row when he died. So he was convicted to die in the gas chamber. But obviously... Get that. Yeah, but obviously that didn't happen. And now they don't... I don't think they do the gas chamber anymore anyways. Like, Probably not. 
nowadays it'd be like lethal injection i'm pretty sure that's what it always is right nowadays anyway but maybe not maybe maybe some states it's like i think there are a few like weird random states that have some other optional for i think it's i think it's they have to like offer it as an option but you can get a get it a couple different ways in a couple other states i think you can still like choose hanging in a couple states i feel like if like the way that we executed people was just still by only hanging them it's like if that's the only choice you had it may be more of a deterrent i don't know i don't know if the death penalty is really a deterrent or not but some people it's just like just need to like fucking not be alive anymore and we should hang them yeah but i do feel like in general like i'm i'm kind of against the death penalty just because i I think it's not very fairly applied always. Like, one aggravating factor will cause it to be, like, death, pen- death penalty eligible. And I really feel like it's only, like, fuck shits like Richard Ramirez that actually deserve it. Yeah, I mean, like... like... somebody who was robbing someplace and shot and killed somebody, yes, should be in fucking jail. Uh, probably for life and just, you know... But not... I wouldn't give that person the death penalty. If over something accidental, I mean, they were intentionally robbing, but accidentally killing. Right. To like premeditatedly kill several people. Yes. I mean, that's the kind of person that's just like, yeah, no. Toss the rope at him. Just need to like not be on the planet for sure. The world does not need that kind of evil walking around it. No, 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 it does not. We already have politicians. I guess walking around in it is the proper way to say it. In it, on it. <laughs> yes, and we do have politicians. <laughs> uh, so we have no need for Richard Ramirez. <laughs> we don't, and he's dead we now. We have so, certain politicians. You know, that's wonderful. That you know, we won't get. You know, we're not going to get political right now. We hate everyone. So equally, yes. <laughs> so September eighty-eight, another guy is arrested. Well, yeah, he's arrested at the Cecil Hotel. Uh, Robert Sullivan. He committed some murder elsewhere, and he was arrested in connection with it. I'm pretty sure he actually did it, and they threw him in jail. Jeez. So 1991, Jack Rudliger, the Austrian serial killer, stays in a room in the hotel, allegedly because of Richard Ramirez. So he killed some prostitutes in Austria in, like, the 70s or something, maybe early 80s, and they threw him in jail there. So he was in jail, and he killed them by strangling them with their bra straps. Right, and I think he got like fifteen years, and and um, they were they were super hard on him, and actually made him serve the full sentence before they released him. He was like a writer or like a po- and like a poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people were just kind of like, oh hey, this guy deserves another chance, and they're like, no, not till your fifteen years is up for murdering prostitutes. Yeah, we like prostitutes, yeah. motherfucker. Because yeah, there's so I mean it's Australia and Europe. I, they have some like crazy short light sentences i feel like sometimes in austria in uh austria and other parts of europe oh and, yeah well maybe. and australia like they have super yeah it's like 15 years for murder even if you murdered like multiple people like this guy they're just did, like that's it just 15 and then it's like oh hey let's let him out early and they're like no he's got to serve his full 15 <laughs> It just it seems a little back ass word, but I guess that happens here too. Yeah. It's just not it's just not the standard. Like that happens when somebody like really like fucks up on something and they can't like nail him for And they can't a, well yeah. yeah, and they don't have enough money to actually get out of it. Right, yeah. right. So anyway, they let him out eventually. And he ends up moving or coming over to 
the States, uh, working as a as someone for a magazine or like a newspaper, or an Austrian one, I believe. And he goes to LA to figure some shit out. He's doing research or whatever, but he ends up, he starts killing prostitutes again. The same way. Oh, wouldn't you know? Yeah, I know. Weird. You know, strangling with her bra straps and he's got some fancy knot he uses. So, well, he, he gets caught. And what's weird is that he was reporting on his own murders wow oh yeah i read that i oh shit that's like just like oh i'm a journalist currently staying here from austria let me let me help you cover these uh but they caught him anyway yeah and then he killed himself in jail hanged himself with like his shoelaces or something yeah i think that yeah his shoelaces so you know you think they would give him slip-ons i thought that's what they did is they gave you the you know it was the early 90s maybe that's why they <sighs> they're do like the that sandal now. things the flip-flops but they're not flip-flops they're jail flip-flops slides well, yeah. more slides of a slide, I think. that's yeah. what they are that's what they're called you get the rubber slides so you can't hang yourself with shoelaces maybe maybe this was why they do that now they're like well fuck yeah like it kept happening like how, how many times do you think that had to happen before they're like rubber slides are the way to go we can't have shoelaces anymore right they were like you know 158,000 I mean, people have hung themselves by their shoelaces <laughs> by their shoelaces like, maybe, maybe we, we should, should stop let's, let's fix this shit so another guy in 95 um a murder suspect eric reed was found at the hotel uh, he'd actually just broken out of jail in some place in california oh, okay and went to the cecil which was seems like a poor idea but i mean i don't know, know exactly how the cops tracked him there they probably were just like well like, let's go to the cecil it, that seems fairly unlikely but shit maybe well, maybe it was <laughs> maybe by that time it was just like maybe we should check out the cecil we so, should have that on our list that should be on the short list <laughs> and then 2007 rolls around and new owners take over they refurbished part of the hotel right that they st- it's still called the cecil hotel at the time i believe though yeah uh, it wasn't and, until 2011 yeah. they called it stay on main the stay on main that was like stupid it's like everybody just knows everybody knows what it is yeah what are you trying to and i think it even still says and hotel the stay cecil on main on, like, like nobody giant... thought like oh people are gonna the stain on main you right. know like i mean who did not figure that out when they were coming up with a name like oh hey you know what People might start calling it this. I can see that happening. They needed to hire, like, an internet troll. Right? Now, between when the new owners took over and when they finally rebranded it, some one weird other thing kind of happened. These two firefighters went to the hotel. One gets stabbed. What? There's no suspect, and there's no explanation as to why they were there. But the stabbed man told his partner, his the, the, the other firefighter there, not to tell his girlfriend what happened. Oh, so well, that's kind of weird. I don't know if they were like going there and he was cheating on his girlfriend with this other firefighter or maybe they were going to get drugs and his girlfriend knew that's where he scored or something. I don't know, but it's weird and that is weird. they have I mean they there was no suspects and so then the firefighter I mean they just sort of were like whatever guys. Like do your thing. Well, like clearly they weren't there on an actual call, I guess. No, because then there would be a, d- a record, a record, and yeah, someone called in, and it doesn't even say it doesn't even say if they're like wearing their firefighter gear. Like maybe it was a firefighter party, and like 
the girls got all crazy and cut one of them. Wow. Like, I don't know. <laughs> do they have firefighter parties? Because if they do, I'm like fucking missing the fuck out on this. Like maybe you should look I into have that. Joanna. Never find out like all the fire stations like do it monthly. Like yeah, like, like didn't you dude. know? Like this is the firefighter party night. Maybe you should Google it. See what should it has to say about firefighter parties. Oh man. I'm going to, because that seems like that could be a thing. Even if you just got a bunch of guys to dress up like firemen. They don't have to be real firefighters. And, yeah, they don't have they to just have to wear the gear. All that gear will hide their like weird beer guts and stuff, so. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, I mean. Are you into weird beer guts, Joanna? No, I'm just saying that there are some pretty fucking hot firefighters. I always end up going to Safeway when they're on lunch and it's always just like oh yay there's always at least two firefighters in bellevue and in winville because they have a fire station right there oh yeah so both safeways that i frequent often have firefighters in them and i would say a good like 30 percent of them are fucking hot would you say you're a fan of firefighters i would say i was a fan of firefighters all right firefighters you know i like i like you know people that are like rescuers and so you, you heard it. Send an email to strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. Please do not do that. Unless you really are a hot firefighter. In which case, yeah. You might want to give them that address again. I think I do it at the end of the show. So just, we, we'll you know, the listen the to the end too. of the show. And uh, you will have all the contact information you need. <laughs> Stranger Than, the dating site. <laughs> not really. No, not really. So the hotel sold again in 2014 to another hotelier named Richard Bourne. That's such a strange job title. I'm a hotelier. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I it think it seems should have like, a, a different name. It just seems, I don't know. Like, what's that, like, tycoon? You should say something A hotel like tycoon? Yeah, I'm a hotel tycoon. Hotel lord? Yeah, I'm lord of the hotel. Something. <laughs> Richard the Second, Lord of Hotels. <laughs> <laughs> right. So also, so this guy, Lord Richard, uh, bought the New York the, the hotel. He's a New York City guy. He bought the hotel for thirty million dollars. Uh, another firm based in New York City called Simon Baron Development acquired a ninety-nine year ground lease. Wow. Now a ground lease, it it basically involves leasing the land. It's normally for fifty to ninety-nine years. Uh, it's leasing this land to a tenant who constructs buildings on the property. Uh, the lease, the ground lease, defines who owns the land and who owns the building and improvements on the property. So, like, they can say after 99 years, any improvements are now ours, or sometimes you can take the improvements, or something like that. Which is really neither here nor there, but that's just a thing. That's just a thing. Okay, and, I don't think I understood any of that. But... Okay, well, it's just a thing. It's really inconsequential. It's just. You know, some information on the hotel. Right, and like, you know, the people who own it and the type of contract they have, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or a lease. Yeah, so like when they. So when the people who. So they don't outright own it. Well, they. Yeah, the people who own the hotel, any sort of things they do to the hotel, like any upgrades they make to the hotel, depending upon how this contract works, may, after the lease is done, be owned by the people who own the actual land okay instead of the hotel people being able to like take their hotel or whatever and just leave the land bare or, or some shit like that it's it's 
something that we will probably never have to deal with. <laughs> probably not. I'm glad I'm not a hotelier. Right, and not only because of the title. Right. Not only because it was a stupid fucking name, but, right. you know, it seems like it's a goddamn pain in the ass. Ugh. Yeah, well, I don't know. If you got $30 million to drop on stuff, it doesn't seem like it's that. I mean, you're not, like, going to the hotel with a hard hat and a hammer and, like, fixing shit up yourself. You got a suit and a martini and you're, like, you know, chilling out with, you know, That's not true. dead prostitutes. It's just, I don't know. It's just too much people management. That, yeah, probably. I mean, for me, at least, I just, I don't want to deal with people. So in November of 2016, it was voted unanimously by the Cultural Heritage Commission to become a historic cultural monument. Which gives them a tax break. Which gives them a tax break. And then on February 28th of this year, 2017, they were granted historic status by the L.A. City Council. It's like historical, but fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean, it is old as fuck. It was built before the Great Depression. And, you know, a lot of places are historical and fucked up, like... The Tower of London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got a little bit more history to it. Right? But as far as America, I think more ca- people have died there. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, if maybe not in the Skid Row area, like in in the same area that the Tower of London is, like trot that on Skid Row, and maybe not. Every <laughs> time somebody the streets says around and Skid Row, I think of my Skid Row band poster I had when I was like in sixth grade. I can't even think of a Skid Row song. I can't either off the top of my head, but I know they have a couple that are, you know, awesome. But yeah, I can't think of them, but I just think of them like sitting back there, you know, they were like a total fucking like 80s hair band. Oh, of course they were. Were the name like Skid Row? Yeah, Skid Row, you know. They're probably from LA. Probably. They're kind of like a Guns N' Roses hair band type. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's like sort of the basic non-suicidey, non-murdery history of well, the hotel. Well, non-murdery except for the two serial killers that we talked about. But they never killed anybody at the hotel. That's true. No, didn't no, I thought the dude killed the prostitutes at the hotel. The oh, no. One. No, he killed them elsewhere. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He just stayed at the hotel. He just stayed at the hotel, too, like yeah. Richard Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. It was just a nice base of operations. I mean, it was oh, calmed down by like the 90s. I thought, like, the three prostitutes he had killed in the hotel for some oh, reason. Oh, no, you don't shit where you eat. If you're going to kill a hooker, you kill her <laughs> someplace else. Words of wisdom there, folks. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so, right. So we haven't gotten into any actual murders at the hotel. No deaths at the hotel. Or suicides. Or suicides, but that counts as a death. Yes, suicide is death. Yes. And accidental, there's a couple of accidentals. Maybe. I mean, it's really hard Maybe, to say. Maybe, but, you know, the one, yeah, there nothing's really for sure when it comes to, like, a, there's no outright accidentals. So now, out of all the shit that I read and all the shit that I watched, it said, they all said basically the same, what, like, 14 or 15 deaths? Right, like the suicides... And they all said amongst others, and I couldn't find anything about any of the others besides right, these documented or these these ones that basically everyone was talking about. It just seemed to me for this place to have such a dark past or dark dark feelings associated with it. There there would have been like tons of people. Like I know, there was like seventy like... people, like one person a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that one lady, that poisoned lady, didn't. Did you find anything about if she actually lived or died? 
I did not. I looked. I looked up her name, and every source I found was like, we don't know. We don't know what happened to her from there. Yeah, people just kind of, especially these earlier ones, could just disappear. Right, well, it was a long time ago, so maybe they didn't keep very good records. I mean, you could just, when you signed into the hotel, you just wrote your name and where you were from. You didn't have to be from that place, or that didn't even have to be your name. They weren't checking And your IDs driver's or... license or, like, paper. I mean, I don't they don't even I... have your fucking picture. No, <laughs> like... no. Super easy to forge. So super easy. And then so also the... that hotel is just, like, the fucking Shining, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can just... Not it's quite like, that friendly. It's... Dude, it's got Shining vibes, like, all over it. The first one I found, the very first death, was uh, November 19th, 1931. A guy by the name of W.K. Norton. I don't know what W.K. stands for. He was 46. And he checked in as James Willies of Chicago. And he ate poison. They found either the empty capsules next to his body or they found more of the capsules in his vest pocket. Just ate poison. Just ate poison. Just done. Well, I mean, you could probably get, like, really good poison... Like straight up poison back in that day, back in those days. During the Great Depression, there was just like it's just like, like a here, suicide this is booth like in Futurama. Fucking, here is some straight up strychnine, you know, or cyanide. Is that the corner store? Yep. Oh man, those were the days, huh? Those were the, <laughs> those were the glory days of poison. Yes, for sure. So I think next was 1932. Um, Benjamin. Dudich, Dudich, something like that. Twenty-five years old. Yeah, shot himself in the head. Found by a maid the next morning. Yeah, that's Lovely. a real bummer. That's a real bad way to start the, be- you know, the beginning of your work shift. You know. I would say she like, probably could have should have asked it. for the rest of the day off, but it was also the Great Depression, so. Right. You no, know, she's like, she's like, I need my fucking twenty-five cents for the day. Yeah. No shit, and it's not like she could just go get wasted because it was still a prohibition. Right. I mean, I guess she could, but. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably at that hotel for sure. Like somebody, oh, yeah. knew, somebody knew where to get some fucking. I mean, at this point, it was still pretty low key, but it was still not a wonderful area. Right. Uh, the next it's guy slowly, like I mean, it's really like at that point, kind of. I mean, it is like it's it, beginning to like get. It's shitty, shitty because this is where people are like congregating when because they don't have jobs, they're waiting for jobs and mm-hmm. like dock workers and. Yeah, I mean, the Great Depression was just shitty. It was shitty. It was it shitty was for... It was shitty for mostly everyone who yeah. wasn't, like, really fucking rich. And even then, it probably wasn't great for them. Right. Because they couldn't even drink during it, so it's like, pfft, that's Except what that was they depressing could. I mean, did you ever thing. watch Boardwalk Empire? It's like, dude, everybody fucking had it. Everybody had bootlegged liquor, and it was, like, the beginning, you know, how, like, Prohibition, like, sparked off, like, the whole, like, you know, gangster, like... Oh, right, you right, know, yeah. bootlegging and organized it kicked off organized crime basically in america like grew because of prohibition Suddenly there was a market it was like yeah great job there america well, the... that was a fucking great idea but everybody could you know had it like it was just a thing it's like people kind of like having weed oh totally before it was legal it still is legal illegal a lot of other places but but they were just like looking to bust like people like getting together and getting wait getting wasted on giga water see right you know. but yeah i mean it, it was just kind of like today like the more money you had the more protection you had from getting busted with stuff like that if you were poor like it's just it sucked it, it was just, just made, shitty all yeah, the way around it was just shitty all the way around and well this next guy 
the Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden, or Louis D. Borden. This was 1934. 1934. He's 53 years old. He fucking slashed his throat with a razor. 1934. That's fucking hardcore, by the way. Do you think that was World War One? 34. Yeah, I mean, if it was 34, he was like, oh, what, he that's... was 53 in 1934. Oh, right. Yeah, probably. He was probably a yeah. World War One vet. Well, yeah, I mean, it was way, it was way before World War Two. Oh, yeah, I mean, so it had he was it probably... had to have been World War One, right? There wasn't anything. Not for America. There was the like, Great Depression. But, yeah. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> right. That was in between World War One and World War Two. There was the Great Depression, but yeah, that was about it. But yeah, that would have been like twenty World War One. I, I don't know. Yeah, he was probably in World World War One. Yeah. Because that was what like. 15 years previous yes roughly yeah, yeah we we didn't get into like way at the end to like 19, 16 19. years or something like yeah. that yeah yeah uh, he did leave a note however most people don't he was nice he did i uh, just said he was sick and shit and so we fucking decided to cut his throat with a goddamn razor probably got all fucked up on like nerve gas and stuff if it was world war one oh god yeah yeah they did some fucking fucked up shit so much that this poor medic veteran is just like i'm fucking going to the cecil hotel and slashing my throat with a straight razor maybe he just like had the note in his pocket and just slipped when he was shaven it was just his suicide note he carried around just never know <laughs> when, when the feeling strikes you like, if I just have it in my pocket, maybe, you know, just in case, just in case I want to go through with it. And then you accidentally. It's like, oh, but no, it wasn't. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I'm feeling like he was just wanted to later on life a bit there. Yeah. And for some reason, man. I mean, yeah. World War One. That makes me sad because, yeah, he probably just saw some like really fucked up shit and was probably like had some sort of horrible injury that didn't heal. Well, fuck, he was in the Army of, like, Medical Corps. And, so, yeah. like, he was a medic. Yeah. So, like, he probably had to saw legs and arms and shit off of people with a goddamn wood a saw. Medic before modern medicine. They still don't have, like, antibiotics by this point. No, you know, by no. the time he died, they, they just pump you full of opium and hack off the limb and. Yeah cross her fucking fingers mm-hmm. just brutal shit fucking yeah brutal as fuck i don't envy what that guy had to see i'm sure no or the way his life was after for the 16 years after or certainly how it ended yes because yeah it did not end well god so the next one on the list here was uh, march 1937 grace e magro she falls from a ninth story window right they can't figure it out whether she jumped or fell and she got in the telephone wires, she got tangled up in the telephone oh. wires they entangled her body and she died later in the hospital but they never knew if it was a suicide or an accident now her companion companion, companion. <laughs> mw madison oh my god that is so like 19 what 37 yes her companion he was a 26 like everyone, but by, Nobody goes by their like first two initials anymore. I should start that. Yeah, I'm like J.L. Seidlinger. What up? <laughs> All right, J.L. So this 26-year-old sailor was in the room. He was of the USS Virginia. He was asleep, and he had no idea why she'd kill herself. So he just wakes up so... to maybe screaming or maybe the police knocking on the door, but his companion has fallen or whatever out of the window and all gals all fucking entangled entangled 
and these telephone wires, it probably was not a wonderful way to die in the hospital. Probably not. I hope she just, hopefully she just never regained consciousness, which is probably why they, you know, why they don't know if she jumped or Or she was just so hysterical. They just. Yeah, because she never regained consciousness. Shot her full of morphine and yeah, that's, that's no good. Yeah, definitely a bad way to go. Just about a year later, another guy, Roy Thompson, 35, a Marine fireman. He, uh, another fireman for you. <laughs> he jumped Yay. off the top floor, and his body was found on the skylight of the next building. So that's great. Right. I mean, I would imagine you walk that's into the, work. Yeah, and there was a couple. So I guess corpse. maybe there was a building close enough and low enough that people, it seems people jumping off the top floor always land on the roof of this other building. And it's like, what, 14 it's, floors or 15 it's 14 floors 14 and floors. yeah i want to know what that building is because i think it should be called like splatter building they should get rid of the fucking skylight <laughs> <laughs> I feel like i just suddenly had this like cartoon image in my head you know so i just busted through the skylight and they leave that shape themselves i don't know if they busted through or if they just like splatted and not that sort of like you a know fly against I'm, your I'm, windshield. I'm assuring you i'm not a horrible fucking person and i don't think suicide is hilarious at all it's just the fucking shock that and this happened like more than one time so it's like somebody's in like that other building no matter whatever the purpose is of it and it's just like oh god damn it there goes another body through the fucking just calling up the skylight again from the cecil like god damn that hotel calling the hotel and being like you guys got another one yeah we got another fucking body that just crashed through here could you just try to make it not like a fucking can you just demolish this fucking hotel that seems to be like lock the door to the roof you assholes you know if this was a stephen king novel that hotel would have been buried on ancient indian burial grounds it would have been built i mean on ancient indian burial grounds right maybe that is what's wrong with it possibly I you know, don't know a lot of indians lived in the in the los angeles area and we, they were brutally slaughtered by uh you know white settlers out there and yeah maybe, it's real hard to say you know, I mean, maybe I wonder... that is the site of something terrible happening or it was one of their burial grounds but you know nobody fucking knows that shit all these years later so not until they're excavating something and they find remains right and um I think Stephen King would would agree with us. That Stephen King, be... if you're there, uh, <laughs> Stranger Than Podcast at gmail dot com. Right, love to hear from you. <laughs> Next and off, we've got May nineteen thirty nine. We've got Irwin C. Neblet. We still haven't even gotten out of the thirties. That's insane. Not yet. See, there had there was a lot of people that died in the thirties. The thirties was a rough time. It was a rough time. But this um, was another poisoner. He just took poison in his room. Yeah. He, uh, he was on the. A, Gotta love that thirties poison. Yeah, some of the th- the thirties poison was the best, really. <laughs> yep. He was a sailor on the USS Wright. Jesus Christ. Now there was another one that happened. Lots of military. Yeah, lots of military. Well, it's, it's here. Right I mean, and that's really. also I mean, a humongous problem across all generations you fuck you got it yeah veteran suicide yeah war is still a fucked up still thing solved that very well in my opinion next off we've got january 1940 so we just just got out of the 30s mm-hmm. she tries to take poison she's a 45 year old teacher poison didn't work so well what was her name her name was dorothy skeeger okay so she poisoned herself and was found barely alive 
And I guess she was taken to the hospital, but there's no record as to whether she died or not. Interesting. So that 40s poison, poison, again. 40s poison, not so good. Yeah. 30s poison, spot on. Remember, kids, get your poison from the 1930s. That's right. So 1944, here's a nice and fucked up story for you. Dorothy Jean Purcell, 19 <gasps> years old. Yes. She wakes up with stomach pains. She didn't want to wake her 38-year-old partner, Ben Levine. Her partner. So she... Partner. Again. Well, no, last time it was a companion. Oh, okay. Now so it's her partner. That was her partner. Uh, she didn't want to wake him. She was like, I'm not waking this guy. Don't know why. Maybe she's just a nice lady. Uh, but so she goes to the nest- the restroom. Now, the thing about the, the hotel... Maybe he's like a that... mean fucking drunk or something, and if she wakes him up, he's going to beat her ass. Because it's possible. Because also kind of possible, it especially in 1944. 1944. shit was kind of like look the other way shit so the thing about the the Caesar hotel is that there are some rooms that have private bathrooms and there are some rooms that have shared bathrooms uh. so i don't know whether this was the case back then whether they were all shared back then all private back then but regardless she wakes up with stomach pains and she goes into the bathroom and she Gives Has birth a to a fucking baby. Baby. It she was like did an episode not know she was of pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant. Did you know there's a show called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? I did not know there was a show. There is a whole show about it that has several is it on seasons. Lifetime? Uh I think it's on TLC. Okay. It's on something. Yes. Maybe like Discovery Channel, but I wanna say it was TLC. But yeah, it's like I didn't know I was pregnant. It's like they have enough women that this happens to to like have like two or three stories like per show and have like so many shows it's ridiculous now you've been pregnant before joanna yes i've been i've been pregnant a few times did you know i knew knew. i fucking knew what was the first thing to clue you off was it that you missed your period no i always knew even before that okay i just fucking knew and then later when the i was just fucking tired and i just fucking knew it was when just the like thing god was growing damn it. inside of you and you started expanding yeah like no definitely then if i didn't know before i would have figured it out then okay. it's, right. it, it, it's weird to me too it's weird to me too i was just checking on i mean i not having a uterus have never been and probably will never be pregnant so i don't right. know if maybe no, it was like I feel one like of the most pleasant pretty things ever easy to tell like to know the difference between pregnant not pregnant Although every once in a while, I'll get, like, a gas bubble that'll feel, like, ridiculously like a kick. And it'll enough where I'll be like, wait, what the fuck? You have to go back and be like, wait. Well, because, you know, now that I've seen that goddamn show. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm on oh, depot, shit. which makes me, like, not have a period, basically. Because, you know, everyone wants to know this, I'm sure. But it was like, how would I know? You know, because obviously there would be no, like, lack of menses to, like, tip me off. Like, maybe I wouldn't know until, like, you know, like, months and months later and then fucking, like, you know, give birth on the fucking toilet. Like, everybody does. They all go into the bathroom and fucking, like, crap the baby out on the fucking toilet because (laughs) (laughs) they think that's, like, what's about to happen probably. That to just be like, oh, my God. I don't want to shit on the floor. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a fucking baby. When did I eat a baby? (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that show terrified me just a little bit because, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like I would still know because the gas bubble thing, I mean, that's once in a while. That doesn't happen, like, daily and hourly. Like, it would happen if there was an actual baby in there and it was, like, moving around. 
It would be more than just that one time. It's just that one initial time. It was like, wait a second. Maybe that's just the first time I felt it. Well, Miss Purcell had no idea. Obviously, so far, so good. Yeah, I she haven't had crapped no out idea. any babies. You don't look pregnant to me. Right? Well, thank you for that. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I'm glad I don't look pregnant. But Dorothy had this baby on. You know, maybe in the toilet. It doesn't actually. Oh, say I'm it was, sure. But it she was went in... to the restroom. She fucking had that baby on the goddamn toilet. I Probably guarantee the you, and... they all do. I have watched the show. So she she thinks the baby's dead. That's what so... she said. She thought. I'm pretty sure. Right. Of course, you know, because what did she do to it? She throws it out the fucking window. Yeah, she threw it out the fucking window. So you think when the cops come, she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I totally knew it was alive." Seriously. No, she's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm. I thought it was dead." That's why I threw it out the fucking window. And I wonder how she cut the umbilical cord. It seems like if it was really dead, you could have, like, stashed it somewhere other than throwing it out the window. Jesus fucking Christ, just call because the it's not goddamn gonna police cry or something. Like, you just, like, wrap it, you could died. wrap it up in some towels, you know, so it just takes throw out some, away. like, a big lump of bloody towels and just, like, throw it away somewhere. There's a dumpster right out back. Right? <laughs> Richard no one... Ramirez is bloody... Oh, no, he's not there yet. Not yet. Sorry, but... yeah, because we're, we're like 40 years before. We're still 40 years from Richard Ramirez, which was like a fucking long time ago. Now, she did get in trouble for this whole deal, as one would. However, right. she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they tossed her into a, a crazy house or what. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be going... Oh, those 1944, like mental institutions oh they not were probably good. gonna like electroshock the shit out of you oh yeah oh man those suction those suction cups are gonna go on your head and they're just gonna blast you full of fucking electricity they're gonna electrocute the shit out of you and call it therapy or give her a hysterectomy oh yeah Never or a lobotomy it. oh shit maybe maybe a three for shocker give her a lobotomy and then scoop that shit out so next off here, we've got November 1947. Robert Smith, not the Robert Smith from The Cure, obviously. But he's 35, and he apparently fell out of a seventh-story window. Yeah, I, I just saw fell, so... Fell out of a seventh-story window. Fell out of just... the window. But I'm... again, you know, you never, you ne one never knows. Yeah. Especially this fucking I mean, hotel. He did, by the time they found him, he wasn't answering any questions really. right i mean it's unfortunate all this all the same but so then we've got a stretch not till 1954 do we have a helen gurney who leapt out of her again seventh story window she landed on the hotel's marquee which is like the thing in front of the front door that's got the name on it and shit right like the cloth yeah thing. yeah yeah and yeah so unlike in like aladdin she right, like it doesn't just like break it. your fall and make you, you know. No, you fall through it and then you still hit the and fucking And you still pavement. fucking die. Yeah, splat. She had registered in the hotel under assumed name about a week previous. Why the assumed names, I wonder? Maybe You're gonna she, fucking kill yourself. Maybe like, she what? got tossed out the window. Yeah. Maybe she was weird. rubbing Mia Wallace's feet and Marcellus just tossed her out the window. Maybe just because you could back in the day and get away with it. I could never check into the hotel under an, a different name. Not anymore because you have to leave a fucking credit card. And right. They show ID They'd be like, wait they, a second. They take your fingerprints and the skin off the nape of your neck. Mm hmm. Retinal scan. Yeah. A blood sample for a DNA profile. Or at least a cheek swab. Cheek swab, definitely. You know, they check your anus. It's not. All right. 
It's not Full good. Full cavity search. So again, we've got another stretch here. It wasn't until February 11th, 1962, that we have 50-year-old Julia Frances Moore jumping out of her eight-story window. She landed on a second-story interior light well. So I don't know exactly how that whole deal happened. Uh, but she didn't leave a note. Mm -hmm. uh, she left a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents, and an Illinois bank book showing a balance of $1,800. That seems like kind of a lot still. For 1962, I, I guess so. But I mean... I mean, I'd be happy to have $1,800 in my account. Maybe that her husband... Now in 2017. <laughs> God, goddamn right. <laughs> but maybe her husband died and that was what she got from his uh, will. Yeah. And, uh, and she still decided to jump. Something. I don't know. That's, I just made that up. So this next one happens later on that same year. It was Pauline Auden. She was 27. Her husband, a strange husband, comes to the hotel she's staying at. And they're arguing. And he leaves to go get dinner and cool off. And uh, she jumps out the ninth floor window. And this is the one where she killed the guy. She walking. lands on 65-year-old George Gian... Gian... Giannini? Or... Giannini, there you yeah. go. Who's apparently a transient. And uh, she kills him as well. Or Gianni? Is it Gianni? Uh, it's... I think it's Gianni. It could be. Maybe I just have a typo here. Or I wrote it wrong because mine is on written, his handwritten. Regardless of his last name, she jumps out the floor, out, out the window, and she hits him and kills him. Now, the cops first thought they had jumped together. Right, like it was a suicide pact or something. Yeah, but they found him with his hands in his pockets and his shoes still on his feet. Mm -hmm. And I guess a common thing when people jump out of buildings is their shoes go off their feet. Okay, because so of the force of the... Hitting the ground, or maybe you're, depending upon how you hit your feet, liquefy, so there's nothing for your shoes to stay on. I that doesn't actually happen, does it? I don't know. I don't think that happens. But, I mean, there's your feet a lot don't of... liquefy. Well, I don't mean literally turn into, like, <sighs> fucking water or something, but, like, if all of the bones in your feet break, then they're not going to retain oh. their shape, especially after you've... I mean, it probably doesn't take too long God. for you to hit terminal velocity. So you hit that pavement, and it's just like mm. squish. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, some fucked up shit when people jump. You know something weird, too, uh, was the... So, like, 54, it was, like, that chick, Helen, she jumped from the seventh floor. The next chick in 62, uh, Julia Moore, she jumped from the eighth floor. And this last one, uh, Pauline Arton, jumped from the ninth floor. 7th, 8th, and ninth. They're just trying to one-up one another. Right? Like, no, fuck that bitch. I'm going off the 8th. Now let's try the ninth. No 10th, though. Ninth floor 1, I guess. Right? And Richard Ramirez stayed on the 14th floor, I guess, when he was there. Oh, did he? Yeah. It was a long walk in his underwear. I, I know. It's, or it's naked. Warm. It's warm in L.A., though. So. Yes, it is. But, yeah, he lived on the 14th, the top floor. This next one is actually pretty fucked up. Oh, God. The Pigeon uh, Lady? The Pigeon Lady. Pigeon oh. Goldie Osgood. Even though I fucking hate pigeons, they're fucking disgusting. There was less of them in the 60s. So it was June 4th, 1964. She was found dead in her ransacked hotel room next to her L.A. Dodgers hat that she always wore in like a, a paper bag full of bird seed. Mm -hmm. She was found stabbed, strangled with a, with a hand towel, and raped. Damn. And then the room, like I said, it was ransacked. So 
they had gone through it and probably robbed her of something. What the fuck did Pigeon Lady have? I don't know. She's a fucking retired telephone operator. Right? She's just like retire, an old retired lady. The fact that... you can retire being a telephone operator in 1964. Oh, right. That's no. crazy shit. We're going to just work till I die. Pretty much. That's that's just a given now. I've just accepted that as life. But yep. yeah, retired old, you know, phone operator lady. I see her as being kind of like a heavy set woman, maybe with like a kerchief. <laughs> but maybe maybe <laughs> i mean uh, she's living at the cecil so i mean retirement isn't great obviously right and now there's in skid row la i mean this isn't like how la is now where it's like everywhere like you just have to be fucking rich to to live there there is still you know really the skid row and bad parts of la where you know there's probably still shitty parts of la yeah well i but i just feel like there's not a lot as as now just because of how fucking expensive everything is i mean look how look how bad it is up here yeah that's true and whatever we have up here fucking la is like 10 times worse that's yeah it's la and new york just totally have us beat but we are way the fuck up there but still with an older bigger bigger city that's able to kind of spread out more yeah i would imagine there's still probably like some pretty shitty areas around there but i don't know i haven't really regardless i mean yeah it's just it seems odd that somebody would target the pigeon lady right and she like all the people apparently she was well liked because her neighbors and and some other people threw together oh yeah they all like threw together money for i mean obviously see she doesn't even have that much money because right and so they they had like like the the neighborhood the the fellow tenants and those in the neighborhood gathered up money to uh, provide her with a funeral service which is so sweet now there were two other m- murders in the area on may 6th so she would died she was m- raped and murdered on june 4th 1964 mm-hmm. on may 16th a hotel a block away from the cecil a woman was stabbed to death on april 29th a woman who cared for birds at in a macarthur park was stabbed to death and so these sort of Jeez. like kind of go together mm-hmm. uh, now the police did arrest a guy they saw walking through a nearby park covered in blood. He had blood-stained clothes. Oh, they right. They arrested him. His I name was like Jacques this. Elinger or something. But uh, they were never able to connect him. They cleared him. He's yeah. He's 29. They cleared so him. So basically, um, Goldie Pigeon Lady is... But it was the same park that, that Goldie would hang out in and mm-hmm. feed the birds. So, But they never, never found any other suspect. And so it's still unsolved. It's still Pigeon unsolved. Pigeon Lady's murderer still walks free if they're still alive. Now we're going to skip this next one for just a minute because this next one is the most is the most the biggest one. Right. So uh, our, our... so June thirteenth of two thousand fifteen, a twenty eight year old man was found dead outside the hotel. He jumped or fallen from the window. Uh, his name was not released until his family could be notified, and no additional details were ever released. So we never knew anything more about him. So that's all we know about him. I looked into it a little bit more. I looked through some old newspaper articles and shit and uh, couldn't find anything. Wow. So now, of course, the biggest one is the February 19th, 2013 death well, when they found her body of Elisa Lamb. Right. They think it was like more like, I think either January 31st or February 1st is when, when she actually she died. died. And this may be something that people are familiar with. You can find the last video of her on YouTube. It's a pretty creepy thing. She it is. some weird shit it in is. this uh, uh, elevator. Dude, her fucking hands. 
she's doing do her hands look like abnormally weird and like long and kind of the way they're like bent the way she has them bent is really weird it is it's so weird and the hand gestures i mean it 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 just creeps the fuck out of you when you see it in slow motion it's not so much but when you see it in actual like real time like how and it's even kind of hard to see whether it's in real time because the timestamp is redacted right so the cops just released this video and they didn't really release it with any sort of there's, I think there's like, like a minute of it missing too, and well, it's yeah. hard to say how many, how long of it is missing because it's the timestamps redacted. It's weird shit. It is super weird. She like hides in a corner and like looks out and hops all around and right. She press well first. She presses like multiple a buttons. shitload of buttons. Like she seems to be pressing like almost all of the buttons, and then she peeks out and then she goes and she hides like in the corner, like almost like she's hiding from someone. And then she kind of like jumps out and then goes back in and then jumps out again and then presses more buttons and then jumps out and she goes like, does all this crazy shit with her hands. Sort of like I've I've seen it described as like conducting an orchestra. Of course there is no orchestra. I feel like like it's almost like petting something invisible. Petting an invisible animal was another thing that I saw. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can see that like she's almost like touching something that you can't see. And it's like she's talking to someone that's not there. Mm -hmm. There's no sound either. It is, it's a really, really creepy video to watch. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I can't even with that. It's just. And then she leaves. And the video continues. She just walks. And that, that goddamn elevator door stays open for, like, fucking ever. And that's, I think she must have, like, pushed the button to hold the door open because because later videos I saw of other people, like, videotaping their stay there. Like, this is the same, hotel, uh, you know, elevator right, Lisa Lamb used. Right. Like, when they got in, it started to shut before they even hit the button. Mm-hmm. So she had to have been, like, hit the, the whole door button or something super weird is happening. You know, my son said that, that the door close button actually doesn't even do anything. It's just, like, there for psychological reasons. The door close? Yes, the door close, not the door open. But oh, the door right. Close. That's funny. Yes. I kind of believe it. I'm pretty sure I pushed the door close button and it's worked before, though. Or maybe it was just the moment the door decided to close. Dun, How dun, the fuck dun. do you know? That's right. true. Maybe all of the doors are just AI and they're just there to fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, I mean, there's that theory that um, she was playing this game, that Cor- that Korean elevator game, where you push... Oh, right. Basically, you push elevator buttons in a certain sequence, but it's a lot of them. And then you have to go to like a certain floor it's to like get to another world. It's like once you hit the fifth floor, some lady walks in, and you're not yeah, supposed to look at the, her. Yeah, and you're not supposed to acknowledge that lady because she's not an actual person. She's like an evil spirit. And she'll like eat your face or something. Right, and then you go into this other world, which is like all dark, and you can only see like a red cross in the distance. Like from what I read, it's like the same world as this one, but right. you're the only one in it. So it seems like that it's fucking That made me think of Stranger shit. Things. Yeah. Like the upside down place. Yeah, yeah. It's totally like the upside down place. It seems like a pointless place to go if you're the only person there. I just, I don't think I'd, I'd want to venture into upside down place at all. No, it doesn't sound good to me. Mm-mm. Doesn't sound good to me either at all. So, I mean, who knows? Because, yeah, her death is pretty creepy. So after there's like this incredibly creepy footage of her doing all this shit in the elevator that's the last time she's ever seen. So she's supposed to leave L.A. shortly after that, and her parents, whom she's had kept in contact with pretty frequently, just don't hear anything from her. And All of her was... social media goes dark. Right, and she was one to call and check in, like, every single day. Yeah, she wasn't, she was being, 
you know, pretty pretty good about traveling on her own and contacting her parents, letting her letting them know where she was. She was bipolar, but taking medication. Bipolar and depressed, but right. she was medicated. However, when they eventually find her body, they find no drugs in her system. Now, I don't know if that means that they don't find any illegal drugs, or if it means they also don't find any of her. Well, they're the prescribed drugs that she had. They said that they didn't find all of them. That okay. she might have stopped taking one of her antipsychotics because some psychologists have said that the way she acted in the elevator was kind of classic for people who are having a paranoid episode and so which could be induced by mania when you have bipolar disorder um although historically when she's had relapses like according to you know social media and the people that knew her she would be more likely to go into a depressive state as opposed to a paranoid one as a paranoid manic one Something where she just goes so fucking crazy, she ends up dying in this fucked well, up crazy way. She basically disappears. Yes. So her parents call the fuzz, mm-hmm. and the cops are looking for her, and they can't find her. And then no one can fucking find her. They take search dogs. Can't fucking find her. No scent. They As, don't pick up which any is, scent at all. Which happens, but usually only in national parks. Right. Like in our last episode. <laughs> well, a few episodes ago, really. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Three ago. I'm, I'm thinking of, of what we had released, which is totally not correct. <laughs> so, so they can't find shit. Yeah. And a little while later, people start <laughs> noticing a problem with water pressure. Right. So there's some like black weeks later. coming out of like showers and shit. And, like, right. The when they, turn, they say when they turn bad. it on. Yeah. When it, we first turn it on, it's like totally like dark and black. And then it takes a minute and then it runs. But it's stinks and it tastes bad so they're complaining and eventually they send a maintenance man up they're like okay fine it's like the gravity fed the gravity fed water so it's like these four tanks on the roof Mm -hmm. and i guess they just use gravity to pull it down through the building so he cracks one open and there he finds at the very bottom a corpse a naked corpse the clothes are also in the tank but just not on the corpse and she's like laying like face up And they can't get to her, so they have to cut off the top part of the water tank to pull her out. And they eventually find out that it is none other than Elisa Lamb. And that for the past couple weeks, everyone who'd stayed at the hotel has been drinking... Her dead body water. Brushing their teeth with... Decomposing... Decomposing... Body body water. water. Do you think that's kind of like cannibalism? A bit. A bit. I mean, you're not like, you know... It's eating not on a purpose, cooked though. person it's not it's not on purpose at all like you do not want to be drinking dead body i don't know a lot of people that would but and i hope but literally you drank you you consumed dead human yes yes and i hope that you that's i mean that's i mean that's that kills me like every person in that hotel probably like drank some dead body and bathed in it I can't imagine. I feel I can't really bad even, for all of like, I can't every even, single person I, involved. I feel I really would bad not be for. able to like not think about that forever for the rest of my life. I'd be like, goddamn fucking dead body that I drank. I know that smell is one of the mm-hmm. like memories that you keep the easiest. So taste must be pretty close since taste and smell are oh, so yeah. similar. And it was like that taste was dead body. That's what that weird taste was. So that's uh-huh. that's that's a seriously fucked up thing there. I mean, you just only hope that they... Ha- I mean, do you think a Brita would filter that out? I don't know. It seems like a lot of people living in L.A., like the water 
quality would be poor as it is, and so like like lots of people would have like Britas. I wouldn't drink out of the tap in a lot of places. I drink out of the tap here, but we have really good water in Washington. Oh yeah, that is really nice about Western Washington is the is the good water. So I don't know if I would actually. But I would certainly shower in it and stuff. But I right. If, I, I mean, mean, but I mean, showering in dead body, like, yeah, disgusting, but not like consuming it. Right, right. And I feel really bad for all those people. Like, literally every so single person involved in this. Even if I you feel filtered really it through a Brita, I mean, I would still be like totally like fucked up over it. But oh yeah, it seems like one would hope that Brita would filter out decomp. Some of some of the interviews with the people who had stayed there, just like people from Europe and stuff, it's just mm-hmm. like the look in their eyes is just like fuck America. Right? <laughs> like, this shit would never happen back home. Oh, yeah. Well, I Although would it, beg to know, differ. My, I mean... It may well. It may well. I mean, look at that movie Hostel. That totally put me off traveling through Eastern Europe, like, ever. Because that is a documentary. <laughs> yes. I have seen the documentary Hostel, and therefore I wish to not go to, like, Czechoslovakia or something. So that's basically all the murders that I could find. Oh, well, not murders, but all the deaths and stuff that I can find now. I did watch some things where people went with their EVP things, their ghost boxes and shit like that, and went and did EVP settings, sessions in different rooms. And from what it sounded like, is it was there was just like tons of talking going on. So lots of ghosts. Or whatever, whatever it goes through those. I mean, lots of it, lots of it. And they're all... Playing off lots of different things, just hmm. you know everything from you know I'm Elisa Lamb to I'm the Devil to to all kinds Interesting. of stuff. Interesting. Like people have taken pictures of like, oh, that's a fucking creepy window, and taken a picture, and then when they well, the, well, there was that one photo that's kind of weird that almost seems like you could see like the image of a woman like hanging out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you never know. I mean, but you you never weird do know. ghost. I've seen some really weird ghost pictures before that it's just like, what the fuck that have been and a lot of it with with anything with a flash or if there's mm-hmm. anything shine i mean there's a lot of things that it could be and we just try and pick out patterns and stuff and so we're obviously going to see kind of what we want to see i mean if you but look at I, like i feel like if they have like a, if there's long, like a ghost hunter faces. show there's no way they're not going to like have something where it's like oh this person just said they were eliza lamb <laughs> you know <laughs> obviously i feel the presence of the devil because of richard ramirez is like Please, but yeah, I do think that know. I I do feel like the hotel is a little bit evil though. It like could I be. I, be, it I could totally be. believe in a place being like fucked up and having some like fucked up juju or whatever. I mean, it could be, but, but at the same I don't time, think I mean, it's something. How that's... many people stayed in those hotels? In that, right, in this hotel? right. I mean, so I don't think it's something where you can go in with some like probably. ghost reading equipment and just be like, oh yeah, totally haunted. I can totally tell that like this is what's going on. I mean, I feel like there's something. Rather than a bunch of ghosts haunting it or the devil haunting, I I don't know. I feel something like it's like far more malevolent with that hotel. Maybe, but I mean, really, that, you I know, mean, the point I'm, I mean, out of the hundreds of thousands of people who have probably stayed in this hotel since it happened in 1927, and just the place that it is, and all the shit that happened in that place. I mean, of course, some people are gonna fucking die. I mean. They didn't the Eliza Lambing any... is fucking that is weird. Fucking I mean, Richard creepy, Ramirez, I mean, like, I, I mean, I did some reach him on him. He, yeah, I mean, he's like fucking Satan himself, and I mean, it'll be easy to attribute that to the hotel, but, um, you know, he had this like crazy like cousin, like cousin Mike or Uncle Mike or something like that. 
uh, who was like a Vietnam vet and was, you know, his father, Richard Ramirez's father was extremely abusive. He had two major head injuries by the time he was five years old. And then he had this crazy uncle Mike from Vietnam who like, you know, had Polaroids of like raping women there and like cutting their heads off and posing next to them. And he was like, and he ended up shooting his wife in the face with a 38 caliber handgun. So he came from a, a wholesome family. Right. Yeah. So that guy was a big influence on him as a youngster. And so you can kind of see where he was just kind of He made. was fucked up to begin with. Yeah. He was kind of made evil. He wasn't because... He was fucked since Jump Street. He was just Street. staying at this fucking fucked up hotel. The Eliza Lamb thing, though. I mean... That's creepy, but that's really the only one. I mean, all the OD you know, okay. people, I mean, that's it's just in a shitty area. Of course, you're going to have people who are you know junkies and dying. You're going to have... During the 1930s, there was a whole bunch. Well, it was the Great Depression. People wanted to fucking die probably a lot more than... than probably. Than I mean, you probably have... There's and... probably a lot of other hotels where there's a mass amounts of suicides. The weird thing with, like... A, remember how I was saying how that movie, like, Dark Water, was, like, the Elisa Lamb story? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this whole time... I'm not even, like, really paying attention to it. I'm thinking, like, the dark... And there's actually a Japanese one and then the American one. And this whole time I'm th- sitting there thinking like those movies were based, made based off of this story, but those movies came out before the fucking story. So they probably weren't based on it then. No, no, but it's creepy and like that. They both like this chick, you know, dies in and is found in the water tank of, you know, in the American version. I haven't seen the Japanese version, but the American version, it's a little girl, but, and they live in an apartment complex, but she's eventually, and it's, her ghost is haunting them. The water is all black and like leaking all over the place and all fucked up. And it ends up being like this body in the water tank. The Japanese version is probably fucking terrifying. Yeah. I think hair comes through this, the shit too. It's kind of a little bit like the ring style. Right. Just or terrifying. like, um, the grudge. They have that thing with the hair. It freaks me the fuck out. Uh, every fucking time they've done that with like both movies but yeah so those movies came out like beforehand before this case even happened so that's really weird that that actually happened like you know the fucking people are drinking like the dead fucking body water and there's just a lot of weirdness surrounding that too because when you think about how high those water tanks are they're like eight feet fucking high and they do have ladders you can climb into them I mean, you right, could but, get into but when them. the guy, the maintenance guy, went to check it out, when the people are like, "This water is like fucking dead body," except they're hoping it's not really dead body, but it is. He has to go and get a ladder and go there, and he opens the door. So the door was shut behind her and finds her body. So how did she shut yeah, the door I mean... behind her? And there's no ladder already standing up against the thing. If she was the one who climbed up in there got into into the water and then and then takes off her clothes she also has her hotel key card her watch her shoes they're all in the water with her but she's nude yeah shit's fucking crazy you you get into the water and then you take off all your shit and leave it in there either you're gonna take off all your shit before you get in or you're just gonna get in with everything on maybe she was trying to swim and it was hard with all the clothes on yeah, although I mean, it's like I a have... real, it's like that thing is like four feet in circumference. It's not big. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's not like you're gonna be swimming laps in it. <laughs> Very small laps. 
<laughs> right? But yeah, and it was like half to like two-thirds full at the time. So basically they're saying once she was in the water, it would have been impossible for her to reach up and close that door. Much less how magically move the ladder that she probably would have had to use. How did she climb up the smooth side of an eight foot? See, I thought that it had like ladders attached to the side of it. No, the maintenance man had to go and get a ladder to go up to it. Is what I read. Well, you know, and then if you and then play... open up the bit the twenty pound latched door on there. And yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense that she got herself in there, shut the door behind her, or managed to not get out, you know, get up there Well, you know, without a ladder. And nobody just you... notices, like, a fucking ladder standing there and somebody just moves it without, you know. Well, apparently, if you don't get back to this world in the elevator game, something fucked up can happen to you, so. Well, yeah, I mean, if she was in upside she... down world, maybe it looked like a glistening pool of darkness or something. I don't know. Or it was something else or something or that, you know, faceless fucking monster thing threw her in there. Who knows? It's hard to say. Maybe Real that's where the Red say. Cross was. I don't know. She was, we... she was looking for the Red Cross and she climbed in. And When we release this episode, we'll put on our Facebook page the a, the YouTube video of uh, Elisa Lamb. Right. So that you guys can um, have fucking nightmares over it, too. Nightmares, definitely. It's fucking creepy it as It is fuck. fucking creepy as shit. Whether there's a, a rational explanation for how she got into the water tank and then drowned and nobody else was, like, involved and it was really fucking weird. Uh, definitely the, the video is fucked up as shit, that's for sure. It's definitely creepy. And it's weird how it was given to the public, how it wasn't really, Right, like... how it wasn't, like, kind of, like, on the up and up. There's just a lot of strange stuff. You have to admit, it's a, it's a really weird case. It is a really weird case. But the Cecil is rife with weird. That's definitely the case. <laughs> so do we have anything more on the Cecil here, Joanna? You know, uh, I think that's about it for the Cecil. Just that, you know... Oh, you know, I mean, American Horror Story. Oh, right, yes. How could so... we forget? <laughs> yeah, American Horror Story is in part uh, based on the Cecil Hotel in L.A. I and I guess... It's also based on the H.H. Holmes yes, Hotel as well. Yes, which I would love to learn some more about. Actually, something about H.H. Holmes is that I just heard on another podcast today was that they uh, a member of his family is getting his body exhumed to see if it's actually <gasps> him that. there. Because apparently there's like a family rumor that he paid someone off and got someone to switch when he was hanged in like 1900 wow. or whatever. So. That'd be pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Wouldn't that be? I hope that, I hope that they, whatever the the answer is that. I hope it gets reported on. It gets reported because I would like to know either way on that. That's, that's very interesting. And also I would like to say that, uh, I think the new name of the hotel is fucking stupid and that they shouldn't have done it. Stay on Maine. The stay on Maine. <laughs> the stain on Maine. It's like, how could they not see that? I, I, I'm still not over it. Did you check out the, the Yelp page? I have not. Oh, but man. I mean, it's some good shit there. Oh, dude. The stay on Maine. It was just like, oh, my God. How did you? I mean, you can't, almost can't even say it correctly without saying the stain on Maine. Stain Maine. Yeah. The Maine stain. Yeah. Not the stay on Maine. It's no. 
So yeah, I think that that name is fucking stupid, and I will always think of it as the Cecil Hotel, and I will probably never fucking stay there. Probably not, mainly because it just seems like a not good place to be. Right. I mean, not. I mean, not because it's like haunted or scary or anything, but it just doesn't. From what I saw, is there weren't the rooms weren't great. They're not terrible, but they weren't great. And I to have to pay extra for your own bathroom. I don't want to share my bathroom with you know Richard right. Ramirez or whatever. Yeah, I think I'll just stay out of the murder hotel. Like that's just that just seems like a good way to go. For me. Right. All good in all, to, to stay make. away from hotels called murder especially hotel. now that it's like yeah yeah any hotel that's nicknamed murder hotel is not a good place to go. I don't think not a good place to go. At not all. an ideal place to bring not the for kids. Me anyway, lots of people do. Yeah, is, I mean, it's a gained a lot place. of notoriety, and now now it's a landmark and everything. So, basically, in L.A., that means that you'd have to just pay, like, a shitload to stay at Murder Hotel. Oh, no, it's still only, like, 70 bucks a night or something. Really? Like, yeah, even with totally all the notoriety? Cheap. Oh, it's totally cheap. That's weird. I didn't think any—you can't even get a hotel out here for, 60 bu- for 70 bucks a night. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I have a house out here, so that's I've stayed at some stay. pretty cheap hotels around here. Back in the day, Randomly, I remember, you know? but it was like that was a while ago. So I mean, the last one was I don't know, maybe like a few years ago when I had a, a friend's Halloween party in like Bremerton, and I didn't want to have to drive all the way back. Oh right, from there, like having drink and stuff. So I'm like, I'm just gonna get myself a cheap hotel room. The cheapest one was like it was like eighty eight bucks. Yeah, usually when we play out of town, we'll just sleep in the van, or if we know someone <laughs> in the area, we'll sleep there. Or if it's nice out, I'll just bring my fucking tent and. Throw that bad boy up wherever. Wow, that's pretty hardcore. Hey, hotels are expensive. They are expensive, so that's why I'm just shocked that fucking staying Except on Maine Cecil. is... Except the Cecil. Cecil's 70 bucks a night. It's still 70 fucking bucks Fuck a it. night. Well, even at its, you know, economic price, I'm still not fucking staying there. Probably There's no goddamn not. way. That hotel, like I said, that's like the fucking shining. Did I tell you, my very first apartment had a lobby that looked exactly like uh, one of the parts of the hotel in The Shining. And the kid's, like, driving through on his little trike. That's ridiculous. The fucking, like, there's, like, this red 70s, like, red and uh, brown carpet. And, and the furniture, it was, like, brown leather. And it was creepy uh, the way it, it looked identical to The Shining. And it had this loud elevator. I lived on the first floor. And so every time I was, like, in the hallway, you had to go down the hall to get to your laundry, too, at a laundry room down the hall. <laughs> So anytime I'm, like, in the hallway, like, going to the laundry room or going back to my apartment, and I'd hear the elevator, like, creep, like, creep, I would have to, like, run, like, dart into my apartment and slam the door. Heart starts beating hella fast. Yes, because it just, it was just fucking creepy to be in that corridor. That place was, like, the fucking shining, and it was scary as shit. Also, not a hotel I want to stay in. Definitely not the hotel, but that is a really interesting history on that hotel, which I think we should, um revisit at another time perhaps maybe so it sounds like this is about it for our talk about the Cecil hotel thanks for listening thank you for listening again and you all have a good couple of weeks do you enjoy the stranger than podcast please let us know rate and comment on itunes check out and like our facebook page facebook.com slash stranger than podcast our twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email, strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. That's strangerthanpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.